Welcome to another episode of the CC Podcast Conversations, where inspiring Christians share their faith-filled stories. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. This helps push our content to a broader audience. Are you new to listening? Check out our other podcasts. First, the CC Podcast Daily Dose Devotions, where we're walking through the Bible, focusing on short clips of Scripture. Second is the CC Broadcast, where our weekly radio programming is archived. These podcasts are available wherever you're listening or at christiancrusaders.org. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. Here's our host, Matt Reister, the Executive Director of Christian Crusaders. Hey everybody, Matt Reister at the 2023 NRB convention. Andrew Nordstrom sitting at the table with me. Andrew's our tech director. And uh, you've listened to the first two interviews I've done so far yep. with uh, Cameron and BJ Arnett. Yep. I was really excited to get that one. Yeah. Uh, t- what'd you think of it? That's oh, amazing. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's... It, 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 he might not be a household name in the same way that, you know... Denzel, like you mentioned in the in the interview, um, but at the same time, he's he's a celebrity around here, and it's, it was fun to see uh, the reaction. People walking past, taking his picture while you're doing the interview, uh, and that interview, wow, it was it was excellent. I that thought was, it was a great. Here, yeah, here's one of my takeaways from Cameron and BJ Arnett. I knew that he's this kind of big time Christian actor, and he is in the Christian movie world, right? I do think that he's going to become a bigger time name. I mean, I he talked so about that in the interview. Yeah. About he feels like he's going to start to get some work back in the Hollywood side of things, not just the, yeah. the Christian side of things. But I expected it to be a fun interview with a, a pseudo popular star type guy. But I was surprised at how solid they were. Really, really solid. Yep. I mean, yep. we got into stuff beyond acting that it was just like this. It's clear that this dude, it, when BJ was talking about her role, in their yep. marriage, mm-hmm. that was like, wow. Mm-hmm. That's uh, solid yeah. and, frankly, maybe controversial, but they were rock uh, crystal yeah. clear about it. Yep, and, and I, it was a great first interview to start off this, this convention. This has been a great convention. Even we've been here for 24 hours, um, and it's been great so far, and uh, it was a great one to kick off the, the lineup. Yeah, so, hey, you're going to listen to a great interview with Mrs. That's BJ. She's the Mrs., and uh, Cameron Arnett. And enjoy it. Thanks for being with us. And make sure you check out all our other ones because we've got some great interviews. Hey, everybody. Matt Reister. And I am at the 2023 NRB National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Orlando, Florida. And it is sticky down here. Muggy. I got Cameron and BJ Arnett with me, and uh, real excited, a Christian actor. I'm going to kind of tell how I got connected to him in a second. But before we do that, I want to give a shout-out. This is our very first interview of the 2023 NRB convention. Oh, wow. Oh, that's and, uh, awesome. It is. And, and uh, so you're going to set the bar. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, I want to thank uh, Reasons for Hope, which is a ministry who has sponsored part of our booth here and sponsoring the podcast interviews that we do during the convention you're going to learn more about them uh, in the show notes. We'll have links to their ministry. They do great apologetics ministry with kids. We've got them coming to the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, the 102nd Cedar Falls Bible Conference later this summer. And uh, Dave Glander is here. I'm sure he'll be on. <laughs> do you know Dave? Yeah, yes. we know Dave. How do you we know, know Dave? Dave? Man, we go way back. Dave, like. He lives in Georgia. As a matter of fact, <laughs> the very first Christian film I did um, that's where I met Dave. That's in 2013. That dude's crazy. 
Yeah, you know Dave. He, he's a wild man. Dave's a wild man. I love it. I, I didn't love know you knew it. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> okay. So uh, anyway, thanks to Reasons for Hope. BJ, Cameron Arnett, thank yes. you so much. So here's, I, I got I to start off question for you, but I'm not going to get there. I'm going to kind of tie how we got together. Oh, okay. Um, I saw a movie recently that you were in. Okay. And I remember, this is my third year at NRB. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing you guys present the awards night. Oh, yes. Uh, the Crown Awards. I saw, yeah, yeah. And you're doing that again this year. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And I saw uh, you in the hallway, and I kind of, had heard about some of the stuff you're involved in. I thought, you know what? This guy would be great to be on the podcast. And I've got a list in our office about 25 names long, and I think your name's on it. But I just, you get busy, you forget. And I saw this movie, and you were in it. I was like, Cameron Arnett, NRB's coming up. I'm going to reach out. <laughs> and so I didn't know I was reaching out to you. Yes. But I went to the website, yes. and you were gracious enough, BJ, to call me back or email me. Absolutely. And thank you so much for making this connection. Absolutely. And for taking the time. I know you're man in demand. So. Oh, well, God is good, man. That's about it. You know, he's in demand, and, and, and he gets, uh, gives us the opportunity to walk with him, to walk alongside him, and, and just to watch him just, you know, shine. And we, we appreciate him. Amen. That's awesome. So here's my question. Okay. The movie right, here, was, here we go. Here we go. The movie was Nefarious. Yes. Ah. And your name was Trusty Styles. Yes. Now, I didn't know it was Trusty Styles because that name was never said in the movie, but I looked it up and it was Trusty Styles. They just called you Styles, right? Well, yeah, because what happens is that, again, in the movie, I refer to myself in the third person. And because he's trying to, you know, play a game on me and I said, oh, you just go ahead, you know, you're going to talk to Styles that way, right? Yeah. And that, that's basically how you know what my name is, is because I get to reference myself because he's trying to play a game. So, I mean, here, here's my question. Uh-huh. And I got another question I just thought of. But uh, he comes in, and I'm not going to spoil the whole movie, but you got to see this movie, you right? you got to yes. see this movie. Um, and I don't, I'm friends with several of the producers uh-huh. uh, back in Iowa. Okay. Uh, our ministry is based in Iowa. And uh, so your part's pretty small in that movie. Correct. And this death row inmate comes in to get his head shaved. He's getting ready for an execution. Yes. And at the beginning of this scene, you basically lean into him and you say, you know, there's nothing you've done that God can't forgive or something like that. Correct. But then by the end of the scene, which is pretty short, you're like, get out of here, man. So what, what happened? What was the dynamic that you're capturing in that scene? Because it seems like your tone changes so quick. Yeah, you know, um, when you take a look at Christian film, you're dealing with the reality that everyone is not going to heaven. Amen. You know, and I think one of the things that happens is that we always have this hunky-dory thing that we think is going to happen. Everybody talks about, well, I know that he's looking down from heaven. No, he's not. Yeah. Not that one. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And we wanted to make sure that people understood and got the reference of this one is not going. Even though he's been given an opportunity real quick-like, yeah. we find out real quick, oh, no, he ain't going to make it. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. basically how it shifts yeah. because we want to get rid of him from the perspective of, he is the polluted kind. He is the, that, that, that ground that's just not going to make it. In, hard in soil. Hard soil. We get it right away. And we know what? We're not going to spend a lot of time on this one. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I love it. And that's kind of what I thought was going on. <laughs> but to do that, and that I think is one of the amazing things about film or music, is you can convey everything you just said in a brief scene that's entertaining to watch. Part yeah. of a, now, now, just I don't want to dwell on nefarious a whole lot, but... From your perspective as an actor in that movie, um, to me, it was a Christian movie unlike almost any Christian movie I've seen. Correct. 
and it was a lot more in the strand of Passion of the Christ. Very, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. different, mm-hmm. but very raw. Right. Yeah. Uh, compared to like some of the Christian films that we're familiar with, and I'm not dogging on them, but but it was different, wasn't it? it it's a lot different. But what, what happens is it, when it comes to Christian film, people need to understand we are still in an infancy when it comes to making films. Yes. All right. As Christians. So, as Christians. Yeah. And so we can't. We want so much so fast. We compare it to so many things. We're dealing with, you know, taking a, a $10 million film and comparing it to a $200 million film. Yeah. And it's just not correct. And, and yeah. we, got, we have to give Christians a little leeway. Yeah. What happens also with Christian films, people need to understand, there are differences of ministry. Just like you take a look at Peter, you take a look at Paul. Yeah. One's called to the Jews, one calls to the Gentiles. Yeah. And so all the filmmakers are called to different people in different facets. And usually what happens, we get a little religious and we begin to compare, but also cause a competition, cause a, a, a criticism that shouldn't be there. Somebody has to minister to the choir. Yeah. Somebody has to keep the save saved, yeah. right? And there are films that are specifically for that. And we can't diminish their power yeah. because if the saved don't stay saved or not given something that's food for them, they're going to revert to what they were, yeah. all right? And so these films are just for them. And so when you are a, a person that is in love with Jesus, you just don't want to go back to the violence, to do the craziness, whatever. Yeah. But then you have a thing like a nefarious that is specifically tailored for those who don't know him. It was. I thought it was so Oh, creative. my God, so, so well done. I would say that if I was going to summarize it, I would say that they use a character, an atheist psychiatrist, and they use a demon-possessed death row inmate to prove to the atheist psychiatrist that the supernatural is real. Correct. Which is like a backwards, usually it's some preacher that comes in. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Exactly. And what I loved, I sent Steve Dace and Bob Vanderpots, two of the producers, this text after I saw it. I loved that the preacher who was in the movie oh. was a flake. Oh, but see, but you, uh, that, that's that's one of those spoilers, man. I'm telling you. When, oh, when sorry, that, sorry. When, when, <laughs> no, when, I loved it. When that happened, I'm like, yes. Because that's so prevalent. It's so prevalent, but you also get to see that even the demons know the real from the fake yes. and how they're afraid of the real mm. and, and then, how they're like, hey, we can play a game with the fake, man. I should have had you in here a little sooner. Yeah. That kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. And so we get an opportunity to see because even though it's tailor-made for those who don't know him, there's such a lesson to those who do. Yes. You know, you get to hear the gospel from Satan's perspective. You get to hear the gospel from an uh, uh, agnostic, atheist perspective. And you get to be in the room, you're, you're that fly on the wall, and you get to actually be in the midst of a conversation that's so riveting, but yet giving you scripture after scripture, but from a whole different perspective. Yeah. Oh, man, I, 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 you know, we got an opportunity to actually see it so many times. Yeah. And seeing it, of course, on the big screen is nothing like it because you get to see stuff and hear stuff that you missed on a small screen because, you know, I got a yeah. chance to see the screener. Yeah. But this is a film that everybody and their grandmother and their grandmother's grandmother should see. Yeah, amen. Because it is so impactful. Now, I don't want to take away from what you're doing, and I want to talk about some of the other films uh-huh. you've been in. Um, but... I thought it was amazing that you could put how, how much time of that movie was those two guys sitting at a table? Oh it was just dialogue. It hour? was an hour at least. Yeah. And it was riveting. It what was it? riveting. You're just sitting there on the edge of your seat, hearing, listening, watching the nuances and all the revelation coming forth and how it's backdoored. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, I loved it. Do you think that that film 
I'm, maybe there's other films like it that I'm not aware of. Do you think that film will help? I, I just think it helps advance the Christian film genre because it's so outside the box. Yes. It does. But I, again, I think what happens is it, it'll do that because there's an audience that's clamoring for the realness of Christianity, the realness of um, what is all entailed. I mean, the involvement, the crazy, the ugly, the, the good, the bad, and all that kind of stuff. So there's an audience for that because most of the church, if you think about it, are the ones going to the rated R. They're, they're yeah. the ones, you know, you know the, the Bible says there are four kinds of ground and only one is good. So three quarters of the people ain't going to begin with. Right. And three quarters of the people really need to know yeah. what Jesus is really all about. Yeah. And so you have all these people that need to be ministered to. Yeah. So, yes, there's a, there's a huge market because I think the market is more sophisticated than we've allowed ourselves to actually fulfill and to give, you know, the meat to. You know what I'm saying? And so it will expand the genre, yeah. but at the same time, I want to make sure that we understand the importance of the other side yeah, of yeah, the genre, yeah. because there is so much need for us to um, get ministered to in the, in the areas of, of purity, the areas yeah. of, of conviction, the areas yeah. of, of, of what it looks like. What I love about the other films that are being done is that in a lot of films that I've been in, you're able to find yourself at different points of your life in every character. Yeah. So yeah. you're getting ministered to, oh, I remember when I thought that way. I remember when I did that. I remember when I said that. Oh, well, here's where I am now. Yeah. And so in those films, a, 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 a Christian can matriculate through the entire process and also see if they're not there, how to be there, how to answer that in a practical sense. Yes. All right? That's, well so that's what I love about those. Yeah. But see, this over here, you get an opportunity to deal with the darker side mm -hmm. and also the spiritual wa uh, warfare side yeah. of yeah. things. And man, it's, it's mind-blowing. I, I, I recommend it to anybody. Okay, let's talk about a couple of your other films. Mm -hmm. And I, maybe this is not a fair question, um, <laughs> but what, what are a couple of your other favorite roles? And if you, were, if you were listening to this audience, and let's say we got a group of people that love Nefarious, like what are a couple other movies of yours that you'd say, go see this and give it a chance, even if it's on the other side of the genre? Correct. Well, you know, of course, the one that everyone knows is, is Overcomer. Yeah. And so Overcomer is, again, one of those films that you get to see a piece of yourself in every character. What I love about the Kendricks is that they have a, a, a tendency of understanding the inner workings of a Christian. You're talking about the soul. brothers that the, produce yeah, this stuff. They produce this stuff, right? Yep. Uh, the Kendrick brothers. So you, you, these guys have a, have a way of, of touching the heart, the soul of the Christian mind. Yes. You know, and they have a way of ministering to and bringing them from place to place to place to place, growing them, uh, finding them where they are, but also growing them to a point. And so what happens is that in those films, you get to see exactly what a Christian life should be and can be lived by, uh, 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 should be lived like. Um, the Christian, the, 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 the uh, uh, scriptures themselves are being walked out. Yeah. And that's what I love about that. And yeah. so I got an opportunity to play Thomas Hill in a film called Overcomer, blind guy in the bed for the entire film, <laughs> and deal with how you could be in that situation, but yet have more light than anybody else and everybody else. Yeah. Everybody's walking around being able to see with their eyes, but they're not seeing with their inner man. And this guy had the 
revelation relationship with Christ in such a way to spark the light in other people. I love that role. I love being that guy because in in, in my everyday life, that's who I am. That's what I I gravitate toward. You know, people see me as that that guy. And so I got an opportunity to, to be him, but as someone else. That's cool. And I love that, you know, um, uh, to, 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 to be able to deal with, you know, people thinking that I was actually blind, you know, yeah. and I, 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 fabulous. But another one that Did I- Did you I, have people coming up to you or- oh, Dude. All the time. All the time. As a matter of <laughs> fact- About being blind? About being, yes. oh yes. As a matter of fact, the, the greatest compliment that I got was a young uh, lady who works with the blind. She came up to us, we were, you know, interviewers just talking to us uh, after the film, after the- um, um, After the uh, red carpet. The red carpet. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know what? I'm watching this film and I'm thinking, my God, these Kendrick brothers, man, they're so wonderful. They're, 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 they're so great. I mean, they, they, they found are. a blind- I mean, they are. But, <laughs> but they found this a blind guy that actually play this role. <laughs> And then, and then she's talking to me. She goes, and here you are, and you're not blind. And she says, I work with the blind. And I, I'm... Wow. I'm, yes. That's a huge compliment. That's isn't a that, huge compliment. She said, and I thought you were blind. And wow. so to be able to exude yeah. that kind of Christian fire power, and yet uh, people still, uh, you know, see the acting aspect yeah. of the blindness, you know, it, it doesn't get any better than well, that. Let's talk shop a second about that. How how do you get ready to play a blind guy? I mean, how did you study that? <laughs> well, he uh, does things to his <laughs> wife when she thinks that he's being himself. He's actually in study mode. You're talking a little bit abstract. Give me no, some specifics. I mean, like I'm coming to bring him his dinner, and he. I'm being blind. Blind, and I'm like, why is he moving like that? I'm like looking at him, going, you have a he's stroke? moving what? different. What's wrong with him? And then I was like, oh man, he's working so I, I just I played with him you know I just gave him his meal and let him continue in the process because he has to he has to test the process yeah, yeah. we were at the airport he did it again it, he doesn't tell me when he's working he just does it so well, you want to see if people will actually believe in, in in everyday life like right now we're doing this in everyday life you want to see if you can get away with yeah being blind yeah. being blind or whatever your role is whatever the role is exactly yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that God did, too, because, you know, I also teach acting. And from, the, from uh, coming out of California, coming out of the whole Hollywood thing, I let that go because they wanted me to do the whole partial body nudity and left that for years and years and years. Never even thought that I'd be acting again. Uh, so God taught me how to do it from a Christian perspective. And within that perspective of playing the blind guy, there are two scriptures that I really use to deal with that, too. The, the, the just shall live by faith. And so basically, I dealt with the fact that I could, not, I could not see with my outer eye, I could only see with my inner eye because that's how we're supposed to live with God in such a way as we can't really deal with what we see on the outside. Yeah. We have to deal with only what he says from the inside. But also the scripture that, that talks about while we look at the things that are seen, well, not, uh, for things that are seen are, are temporal and things not seen are eternal. Mm-hmm. And so I use those two scriptures to give me a perspective on the inside of how to think of him and not deal with what I was dealing with on the outside. Because again, you're watching and you're seeing everything, but you can't, you know, you, you can't allow it to be part of your stimuli. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's tell just a brief overview of your history. You said coming out of Hollywood. Tell, tell your story a little bit. Well, you know, I, I, I was in California. I was an actor before I was a pastor. My, my wife and I pastored for like two decades. Were you raised in California? No, no, no. I was raised, man, I went from, from I, w- I was born in Haiti. Oh. Yeah, born in Haiti. I should know that. I didn't yeah. do my research, sorry. <laughs> 
born in Haiti, uh, uh, went from Haiti to New York, from New York, gosh, to what my... What were you doing in New York? I ended up living in New York. I came here when I was about five or six years old, you know, as, oh, as, with a, your as family. a child. Oh, with my family, got yeah. It, got it, And moved straight to New York in, you know, my uh, um, Bronx, um, um, Brooklyn. So you are a Yankees fan? Well, I, you know, I'm trying. I am. I'm just trying to put that he, on he's you. He's just trying to get he, it yeah, in he's, there. Yeah, he's trying to get a rise out of me is what he's trying to do. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, I am, a, I am a, 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 a fan of sports in a sense. I mean, I played football, University of Miami a little bit, you know, that kind of stuff. But you know, the bottom line is that, you know, came from, from Haiti, went to New York, Miami, uh, California, uh, uh, back to New York, California, Atlanta, that kind of thing. And I was um, at that time working doing episodics, doing movie of the week, those kind of things, they were, things were going well, came out of Toronto after doing a movie of the week and they wanted to see me, uh, went into an audition, got the role, but at the time of going to sign and, and actually fulfill the thing, they said, hey, you know what, you gotta tell Cameron, to, they were talking to my manager, they said, you gotta tell Cameron, we need him to do partial body nudity. And this was a time when, of course, you know. The, what does that mean? Your shirt off, your butt no, showing, what? Everything showing, but you. That's you know, not partial. Well, you know, it's partial it's to from the, the back. It, from the back, they yeah. shoot you from the back, but you got to be naked. You're standing there naked. Yes. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah, baby. So <laughs> everything's out there. The is there is more there? money there? Well, I don't know if there was more money, but I wasn't doing it. It wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I said no, and all hell broke loose. Lost career, lost everything. Wow. And you know, uh, like I said, years and years, twenty something years later. I find myself being called back by God into this acting thing, but on this Christian side. Cool. And it was 2013, and it's been phenomenal ever since. There's something that'll preach in that about just sticking to convictions and trusting the Lord to sort it out, right? Oh, no doubt. And I didn't know at the time that I was sowing a seed. Yeah. Because what's happened now, right. I mean, in, in you 10 never years. Do. You never do, do know you're sowing the seed. You, you just got to do what you know is right, and the right. Lord's going to bring about That's the exactly fruit, right. right? That's exactly right. Because there was no kind of, if I do this, I'll get that in no, it. No, It was all. just, you know what? That's wrong. I'm a Christian. I can't do that. Push yeah. away from it. It's easy for us to think wrong about that, telling the story after the fact. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. people connect and go, well, of course the Lord blessed him because he did that. It's like, no, that, I didn't do it because of that. Right. W was That's not even exactly a concept. Right. Was not even a concept. Yeah. You know, well, it, it was just the fact that at that point in time, when the offer was made, I was a bona fide Christian that was in love with Jesus. That's awesome. And I couldn't do that. I couldn't uh, 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 violate him, nor my convictions. Yeah. And the, the, the no was easy. Yeah. It's the unraveling that was, the you know, I mean, because basically when I did that, God had to allow everything that I had put together to unravel so he can re-ravel what he wanted to give me. And I, again, I didn't know that. It's just something that happened. And by the grace of God, he, he pulled me through it. When did you get interested in acting then? Wow. And I, how and why? How and why? It kind of came upon me. It sh I, I say to people, it chose me twice. Okay. okay? Because what happens in my secular years, you know, uh, um, from high school, got a partial uh, athletic, partial uh, academic uh, scholarship to University of Miami, football player. Um, my, I was, my trek was to be a cardiologist, so I was a, a pre-med, uh, pre-law student, you know, love biology, anatomy and physiology. That, kind of, that was my, that was my I thing. I didn't think they had smart people at the U. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm kidding. Oh, we're going to fight after this. Oh, I can't believe he said that. Okay. I'm, I'm going to breathe. I'm a Christian now. Okay. <laughs> All right, so, so I, you know, that was my trek, man. That's where I was going. And one summer, while I was just looking for something fun to do, I answered an ad, Actors and Models Wanted. You know what I'm saying? I was doing uh, uh, EKG, respiratory therapy at Jackson Memorial Hospital. Cool. And um, I entered this competition, and I won. 
And then it was like one after the next after the next. And I kept had on you winning. Done stuff. I had never done anything wow. whatsoever. That's wild. And and it goes to show you God wires you. But man, you know, you think that's wild? Just about a year ago. Yes. A year ago, I'm over at my mom's house. I'm looking at pictures, <laughs> and I look at this thing. I'm like, what's this? It was a picture of her on a stage doing something. I'm like, doing I'm theater. Like, theater. And I'm like, yes. what's this? And she goes, he oh, never yeah. Knew. I never knew. She said, I wanted to be an actress in Haiti, blah, 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 and it didn't work out. So really, God had me wow. walking <laughs> out what she didn't do or what she couldn't do. So I'm really legacy That's on wild. this thing. And so I enter these competitions and end up winning a whole bunch of them. And my, I guess my life took a right turn. Wow. And from that point on, medicine was out, law was out, yeah. you know, and it became film and television. And I went from Miami to New York, New York, California. Things started es escalating, yeah. got, really, got really good. But God didn't want me to do it on the secular side because yeah. that's just not who I was at that point. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask a question I shouldn't ask, I know, but I, I also know <laughs> that people in my audience would want me to ask this question. And I'll just say before I ask you, you brought up money before I did because you said 10 million versus 110 million. Yeah. That's right. the first time money was said in this interview. <laughs> and so, so my question is, now Nefarious is a film I'm familiar with mm -hmm. most recently. Right. And I'm, you, you can answer this to whatever degree of detail you want. But how does an actor get paid? How, what's the structure and how, like, I would imagine smaller roles pay you less, larger roles pay you more. Um, if you want to get way specific and way detailed, we'd welcome that. But if you don't, I understand. So, <laughs> well, you, it, you know my changes. question, right? No, I do, I do. It, it, it changes because, again, now you're dealing with which side are you on. If you're on the, on the secular side, there's a structure. Okay. All right? You got SAG, you got, you know, all kind of, of unions and all kind of stuff that happens. You, you said a side? No, SAG, Screen Actors Guild. SAG, SAG, yes, got it. Screen Actors Guild. So basically, within the secular mode of acting and, and, and filmmaking, there are structures already in place. Don't forget, that's why I say we're in an infancy stage in the whole Christian side. Because there's none of that structure. There's none of that yet. Okay? And so what happens is that you are now, again, comparing something that's been going on for 200 years yeah. mm -hmm. on the secular side mm -hmm. to... 50 years maybe I'm gonna, at the most I'm going to modify my question mm -hmm. and you'll feel comfortable getting really specific with me okay let's pretend Nefarious was on the other side let's pretend oh. let's pretend oh, wow. it was Hollywood oh. <laughs> now describe to me how you would have been paid how oh, much wow. you would have been paid how that all gets carried out well again and, and then we'll assume that you got paid less <laughs> <laughs> gosh okay okay look you already have you on, 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 on this okay we already have to fight about one thing alright uh, listen um, well yeah here's if it was on a, on a um, Hollywood, side. Hollywood side. Larger for, budget for, to start. To, I mean, to begin with, whatever the budget, and, I, and I, again, I'm not one of the producers on, on, that, on, on that film. So let's say, for example, let's say the, 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 the budget for Nefarious was 10 to 15 million. And you're shooting Let, from the hip there. I'm just you're, shooting from the yeah. hip. I really am. Yep. Okay. But let's say that from the, from the get-go, it would have been at least an 80 to $100 million film. Yeah. Okay, so that's how different, that's how like vastly. Like tenfold. Ten, twenty, a hundredfold, whatever, yeah. okay? And so that's how different that is, and so we start there, all right? And so from that point on, it shows you now, for, my, for a person like myself, who has done this many films, I've done, and since 2013, I've done at least like 35 films. 38. Okay, 38, okay. Yeah, so she counting. knows, well, that's my manager right that's there. That's good, that's good. So she knows, and so I'm on like six or seven, eight different television series. So. I'm a bankable 
sought-after actor within Christianity. And if I was that on the Hollywood secular side. Hollywood side, you're talking about millions of dollars just for me. Yeah. Okay? Yep. Okay, so I'd be making millions just out of that 80 to $100 million budget or that $50 million budget. Yeah. I'd be at least making 3 to $5 million. Wow. Okay? Yep. And so the vast difference of that, and then I'd be in the possibly I could make a, you know, if I got a good negotiator like my wife, I could get a, you know, that means I could also get on the back end, yeah. which means that I have money once the money, the, the, the royalties, royalties so all that yeah. kind of stuff comes into play. Merchandising, depending on the kind of movie, all that kind of stuff comes Marketing. into play. Yeah. Marketing, yeah. everything. Yeah. So that's on the secular side, but on the Christian side, those things really almost rarely, maybe, possibly exist yeah, yeah let alone the base pay is so much different yeah you know and so all of that comes into play yep and so uh, even a lot of these films that you're looking at when it comes to these uh, uh what we would call a bigger bigger budget because in, in christianity five million is a, is a, big, is a big budget yeah yeah but there are no residuals there are no royalties right you know what i'm saying so whatever you get paid you get paid and you know yep. things move on and you get paid i mean obviously you get paid depending on your role how much you're on screen, how much time you spend shooting. What? You get paid, uh, that is, yes, that is true. That's part of how it's, it's uh, 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 I guess, configured. Yeah. But you get paid basically also because of your prowess at that, at that point in time. Got it. Okay. So, like, uh, if you're more established and well-known. Yeah, well, like a person like myself, I, do, I'm, I, I may have done that small role. Yeah. But I get paid better than somebody else that may have done, done a, an equal a, role or a bigger role. A bigger role because you, of what has your where, track record. Correct. Yeah, and correct. just your notoriety. Correct. Because that brings something to the film. Correct. Right. Yeah, that correct. makes sense. Yes. Um, Everybody wants to have their film seen. Yeah. And, and just like with anything else, you you try to pick the best. Yeah. But also the best has a popularity. Yes. With the ongoing public. Makes total and sense. And that makes them even better. Yeah. And I, I can't think of a movie off the top of my head, but there are lots of movies, maybe every movie to a degree, will bring some guy in for just a short scene, and it's a big-time guy. Correct. Yes. Correct. Uh, and, and, and you're kind of like, well, I wonder why he did that. And they didn't give him a bigger yeah, role. Yeah. So tell me about uh, cameo. That's a cameo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so you might get a, a with and an and. You, right, right. A what? <laughs> a with. Or an and. Yeah. Right, It'll be right. with yeah. or and. In yeah. the credits. In the credits, just, exactly. Yeah. They're there for 30 seconds, but with is With is a cameo? Well, with or and. and, and. Or and. Uh, you know, yeah. Also, you know, there, there's there are a, a couple of adjectives that they use yeah. to, 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 say to, you to, were, to set you apart. Yeah. Because you, you, cause you're not just an extra. You're not just a person who comes on. Yeah. You are a star. That's who, cool. Who takes, so they, they, they give you the, the little, ex, little extra added. So give us a little insight into maybe you did it as a team or what made you want to do Nefarious? What made you want to, did they ask you specifically for that role or did they give you the script and say, which role do you want or how's that work? Well, in Nefarious, because... I keep saying it, Nefarious. Sorry. No, 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 it's, it's okay. Yeah. In, in, uh, in Nefarious, the difference with, with that film, because it, it happens differently in other films. Okay. The difference in that film is that um, we have been wor wanting to work together for a long time. Got it. Me, Chuck, and you know, uh, 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 so so we we've been wanting to work together, and we've talked about it, man, since Unplanned it, it, came yes. out. Yes. You know, it, since it, that, the, that was the start of the, the conversation. The start of the conversation. Unplanned. unplanned, Overcomer. When they came out, man, we were like talking to you all, all the time, and and I love those guys, man. Time out. 
You said Unplanned, which is another film another that you're film. in. No, I'm not in. That they, 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 they no, produced. like by Gary and Chuck. Got it. Yes, yeah, yes. Since Unplanned. Correct. Yes. Since yep. Unplanned. So, so I'm just what, clarifying that for our audience. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So what, when they did Unplanned and they came out, and Unplanned was a phenomenal film, by the way. You got to go see that. I tell them, man, the first five minutes of that film just will Take turn you your out. life around. Yeah. All right. And so Unplanned came out. And then, of course, Overcomer came out. And we were like, hey, hi, hey. And we were like, like, kind of like jockeying each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so we wanted to work together since that time. And we were always looking for something to get involved and in. It. And this was it. Perfect. And we have other things that we want to do. And we're, we are already planning to do together. But that was the initiation yeah. of, of the collaboration. It's just like any networking oh, yeah. relationship. Yeah. You, you finally get a chance to collaborate on something. And yeah. then now and, we're and off it, and running. If, and, and, and it clicks. And you find a good... A yeah. good synergy. You know, yeah. you know that you all love Christ. Yeah. That's yes. that's the first thing. Yep. But then there's this special thing that God put together that's just for this group of men. Yes. yes. Or this team of people. Yes. Uh, yep. And it and it works. And yep. what I what I love about them too, like my wife said, is that they have a heart for God, a heart after God, the heart of God. Yeah. And yet at the same time, they're a brand that is called to do things in such a way asked to expand. Love it. Oh my God, these guys are, man, they, they are so on it. They are so in sync with where this whole thing is going. That's awesome. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited to see where oh it goes. Oh my gosh, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, I want to talk about Christ over career, but mm -hmm. before we get there, one other question. Um, I'm, a big, I'm a big movie fan, and, I, and I'm opening myself up now. You can rebuke me if you want. I shall. Okay. Uh, and I, even in our family, that's my son over there. And uh, in our home, you know, crazy sexual content or nudity is off the table. Off the right. table. We're just not watching that yeah, stuff. Off the table. Uh, some violence and some swearing. Mm -hmm. I, I allow some of that, depending on what the context is and what the message is. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and my favorite actor, I'm just going to cut to the chase. Go ahead, man. My favorite actor of all time is Denzel Washington. Okay. He's a great actor. And I love a lot of his movies. Now, here's where I might take some rebuke from you. I'm not sure. Um, I, and and I, don't, I don't know Denzel's heart, and you don't either. But, right. but he has professed to be a believer. Mm -hmm. uh, his wife has done some writing that would lead me to believe that. Mm -hmm. I hope that he is. I love that if he is, he's influencing Hollywood. We need. I just, I just saw another example. Uh, Chris Pratt, who I'm, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Chris Pratt, mm. but there was some award show that he was recently on. He got right, up MTV. and yeah, somewhat mm. shared the gospel. Right. Yeah, he did. Um, mm. how, how should Christians think about these guys and these movies? And one of the kind of nagging questions I have in the back of my mind is, mm. and, and I have a big view of God, and I have a, a big tent for Christianity, mm. not in the sense of, I mean, the Bible is inerrant. The gospel is is exclusive mm. only people who are saved mm. or know jesus are going to heaven mm. uh, so i don't have a big tent in a universalistic way right i have a big tent in the sense that god can call all kinds of people to do all kinds of things right. for his kingdom correct even if some of what he calls people to do is outside the box that i live in yeah yes it, so that's a big yes. preface yeah. to say if i was sitting with denzel washington mm -hmm. i'd say mr washington love your stuff um Tell me, as a believer, how do you do some of the things you do on mm -hmm. the screen? Because mm -hmm. from my perspective, it feels like you're pushing the envelope a little bit. Right. And that might be from dropping a ton of F-bombs mm -hmm. to, were, I saw the movie Flight, and there mm -hmm. was a little bit of risque stuff going oh, on yeah. in there. The very beginning. Um, mm -hmm. what's, your, what, 
and, and without t- taking shots at no, you, no. take your shots at me. No, no, uh, no, no, no. But I mean, not Denzel. What, no, what, see, how, how do you how do we navigate? Here, all here's, that? The, here's the thing. Truth is truth. Yeah. So I don't have an issue with answering any kind of question, any yeah. kind of way whatsoever, because truth is truth. Amen. But love is love. Yep. Forgiveness, forgiveness, all of that. So I I deal with the whole spectrum. What happens is it's the Christian mindset. We miss the fact that we are all moving through this experience from different perspectives and ways and means at times. And so we have this crazy desire to box everything. Yeah. And when you meet Jesus Christ, he will mess with your theology. Yep. You think you know, but then you go to the depth of who he is yeah. and, and, and being omniscient and every, you know, all of that. Yep. And you realize we know each other from this point. Like right now, we're just meeting each other. I don't really know anything else about you. You don't really know anything else about me. You don't know yep. how, what happens behind closed doors. Right. All we know is what we see. But yet God knows us way before. He knew us before he, we got here. Yep. He knows us right now when we're actually with him in heaven now. Because yeah. he's at everywhere at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So he messes with your theology sometimes. Yeah. And so what happens is that for me, God did not allow me to get to the point of a Denzel yeah. on the world stage. Yeah. But he allowed Denzel yeah. to get as Denzel on the world stage. And then he's walking Denzel into him from the world stage into Christianity. Me, he's walking from Christianity back into the world stage as a Christian. So those are two different vantage points. And so we can't judge them the same. And so you have a person like Denzel who was all in the, 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 the uh, uh, depth of acting in Hollywood and, 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 and uh, uh, being a name and everything else. And then along the way, that still small voice that, that he knew or that, that his parents knew from way be- begins mm. to creep in. And now he's become a very vocal Christian. Christian. Yeah. But now it's, it's kind of like yeah. segueing from yeah. the, Christ, the, the world guy to the Christian guy. So we have to give them the opportunity and the time. Yeah. Amen. And, 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 it, and it may be in our lifetime, in his lifetime, that he never gets to where we, we think he should be. Yeah. In that and, transfer. And should he be where we think he should be? That's another question. Yeah. That's, my, that's my, my thing. Yeah. Because who is he called to influence? Right. Is it us or is it other people? Yeah. So I don't know. So that's a, that's a, we leave that to God. Yes. But can we say out of watching the fruit from when he was to where he is now that we see fruit? I, I can say I see more fruit in his life than I see in some Christians that go to church every day. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the reason I ask that question yeah. is because I think people would think that a guy like you who's coming from the Christian side would or could or might might write off all secular movies. No, not at all. Not at all. Talk about that more. I mean, you kind of have in the oh, example not at of Denzel. All. Um, you know, I believe that one day, one day soon, that I will be doing secular films again. I heard that in your answer. I, you, I, I believe that. Moving oh. from Christianity oh, yeah. out back into the world. But when they come for me, they will be coming from this, for this Christian guy. Because they'll know you got a repertoire of what is. you're about. They they'll, know who he is. They'll and they're know, not going to get anything else. They'll know who I am. And if, <laughs> and if they never come, fine. I'm fine. Yep. 
Okay. And when well, they do, tell them about the CC podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I will remind them of this conversation. Okay. And so when, when they do, they'll be, they'll be coming because God is sending them for me. Yeah. For me. Yes. The Christian God. Yeah. Okay. And when that happens, I won't have to compromise anything because if, if you hire me, you do. If you don't hire take me. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. This is who I am. Yep. That's different. Okay, and yes. so I needed to be on this side I before that that happens. I, I can't wait to see this develop. Oh man, and I that, can't. You know, oh, and that really ties into who he is as founder of Christ Over Career. Yes, yes. Because God birthed that in him. So let's talk about so Christ Over Career. Christ Over Career isn't just a T-shirt with those words. Yep. It's something that happened within his life that I think you know. I remember the day he said to me, "He goes, babe." God, Christ over career, <laughs> and it was like, you know, you see all the lights that God had put in him about it was solely because someone said, if you just take your clothes off, if you do this partial body nudity. Yeah. And his answer was and he at the chose Christ. And, and at the time, that wasn't the birth of the ministry from a birth of ministry perspective. It was a life being lived. It was ministry being lived out. And I didn't even... Think about it. I was just normal. You're being who you are. I was just being who I was. And when that happened, God unraveled all the stuff that I put together, gave me the life that he wanted. And then one day, when I, after Overcomer, people were interviewing me left and right, secular and also Christian. And so it was the secular people that started to say, that that actually made, made the term. Because they started saying, oh, you chose Christ over your career. Oh, you chose. And so I started going to different, and and I'm like. it popped. It had popped, and then one day I'm talking to a, 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 a Christian interviewer, and he said, man, that sounds like that's your ministry. And it kind of came into being, <laughs> but it was a life being lived yes. yeah. that God said, yes, this is your message. And so Christ over career is calling the church back to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Love that. Putting him and keeping him at the helm of every decision. Yes. That's what, see, it's really the, the message is obedience and how faithful yes. he is to the obedience. Yes. Amen. And so we get an opportunity to, I didn't know I was living that out, but then it became the message of what is no, I love it. The lifelong thing now. I want you to say more about Christ over career specifics, what you're doing, all that. I saw your little trailer on your website, Mm -hmm. which is CameronArnett.com. Correct. Um, C-A-M-E-R-O-N-A-R-N-E-T-T.com. Correct. Um, uh, Don't you think we're living in a day and age and the culture and the world around us, particularly in the United States, is reaping the benefit or the benefits, the consequences of uh, a gospel that has been largely absent of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Mm. It's been a, a gospel of Jesus as Savior, not much of Jesus as Lord. You, you, you hit the nail on the head. Everybody wants him to be Savior, but they don't understand that he can't be Savior unless he's Lord. The Bible doesn't tell you to confess him as Savior. Right. right. He says, if you will confess him as Lord. Romans 10, 9. Right. Yeah. And, 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 that, and that word, of course, confession is more than with your mouth. It's with your heart. It's with your life. And so because we don't understand that, we begin to, we, we continue to, to, to have people think and we, 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 we push this message of forgiveness, but not of repentance. Mm-hmm. And so now everybody's always forgiving the you know, the naysayer, forgiving the, 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 the uh, abuser, but never talk, teaching the abuser to, to repent. And so you have a whole bunch of people now that are victims to the abusers. Yeah. And that's Christianity today. Yeah. And so we have to get back to the point where we have to understand that he is a commander 
and we follow his commands. This is not suggesting we don't vote in the kingdom. Yeah. All right. So we come and we use our choice, this thing that he gave us that made us, makes, us, makes us like him, choice. But once we choose him as Lord, that's the last time we use our choice. Yeah. Yep. And so the, the, the democratic kind of voting perspective of America has diluted the word, has made us a, a people that we think that church is that club where we get to decide who the, what we want the pastor to preach, what we want the pastor to do. And yet he set apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. And now we think that it's we the people. Right. When you say democratic, you're not talking about a party. You're no, talking, no, no, about talking about democracy. Democracy. And, and like the, the majority rule. Correct. Right. The, like okay. majority don't rule. This is a dictatorship. No, this is a dictatorship. <laughs> yeah, okay? Jesus He's a king. Yeah. Okay. He is a king and he dictates. He is the rule. He is the ruler. And so when we come, all we can say is, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love it. Okay. And, and we, you know, to say that in American church theology is like slapping them in the face. Yeah. Yeah. No, he is a dictator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, BJ, just before we sign off, I mean, there are going to be people who listen to this who, um, I mean, no, not many people are a big star, you know, like your husband, but there are a lot of couples who their husband's out running the business, the CEO, the banker, the whatever, the podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> and they're kind of back here you know, a little bit in the shadows. Mm -hmm. um, has that ever been hard for you? Or, no. or what would you say to some of those folks about uh, how God equipped you and placed you to do work that is equally as important, just different in the world's eyes? I think the first thing I would say is read Proverbs 31. Ah. <laughs> you know, um, uh, point by point. Yep. There's there's no way that you could be in the shadows. Your email is something like that. It's Proverbs31management.com. Yeah, and that's the name of it? Is that the name of it? Proverbs31management at gmail.com. Yeah, and that's is that the name of your management that you manage him with? Yes. Correct. Okay. Yes. And, and you know, people are very funny and understanding that Proverbs 31 it gives you a picture of a life well lived in its fullness of a woman. She absolutely can do everything. Yeah. But she didn't envision everything. Yeah. The vision came from the head of her household. Hmm. She has all of the necessary skill sets that make that vision come to pass. Hmm. So in the partnership of a marriage, mm -hmm. a real godly marriage, mm -hmm. it is seeing what the vision is from your husband and not saying that you don't have vision. It's that that vision that's in your husband coincides with what God has put inside of you as woman, now wife. And it becomes, whoa, that's why that's inside of me. Wow. Because I can bring life to what you need. This, this is, is what God is saying. This is extremely unpopular. Yes, and, and, yes. And, and but un very liberating if you know Jesus. Yeah. And, and untapped into. Yeah. I mean, it's an idea that is not being said to many women in positions yeah. like you're in with your marriage. Yeah. Yes. It, and I, no, no, well, I was, I was going to say, piggybacking what she's saying, when we take a look at scripture, that was the whole point. He said, you, he, he made help. the perfect help that is meet for you. Yeah. Okay. So he's trying to get us back to Genesis one and two. Amen. Okay. And so, those are actually true. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> and, so, and, and so what, uh, what, what happens is that God gives, may give me a thing to do, a vision of uh, what, what to go do, but he gives a lot of that wisdom on how to do it 
to my wife. Yeah. Because she's the perfect help that's meet for me. So Amen. I'll go to I'll go to my wife and I'll say, okay, here's what we're gonna do. Here's what God is saying. What am I not seeing? What's the best way to actually fulfill that? So her job is not she's to give got me. She's it in her. She's her job is not to give me a different vision or we can't do that. Well, let's do this instead. No, no, no. Her job is to say, hey, you know what? That's what we're gonna do. Why don't we do it this way? And how about yeah. this? And how about this? And how about that? And and because I I'm the final decision maker. Mm-hmm. I get an opportunity to get the, the benefit of all of that insight. And so, whoa, I didn't see it that way. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, let's go ahead and, and, and implement it from this perspective. Why isn't that dehumanizing, as the world would say? That is so far from my thinking that I don't even understand it. <laughs> you don't understand <laughs> the question. I really don't. Um, uh, be, uh, guys, I'm wired to fulfill vision, mission, and purpose. That's mm-hmm. how I'm wired. Mm-hmm. And I think the 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 true answer is what I said in the first place. Read Proverbs 31. It, you know, the, the world said, I can bring home the bacon, did it, and then fry it up in the pan. <laughs> yeah. No, I can be Proverbs 31 yeah. and it's all done. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and, and what God has given is such a beautiful, harmonious yeah. thing. Love he that. loves us equally. Amen. Mm-hmm. He and, loves it, and he just and you're equally simply, valuable. Equally, equally valuable, valuable, just different positions. Just different positions. Yeah. yeah. So now, and I will say that it it is on the leader of the home to identify in his wife those things that God has put. Yeah, put and, them to work, utilize yeah. them, value them. Yes. Yeah. Value them. Yes. There you go. And, value and them. So she never feels like she's less than. And, yeah. Uh, you know that the the. the Feeling of less than is waiting for someone to clarify who you are. Yeah. My identity is found in Christ Jesus. Yep. And I think people need to understand too. I think what happens, people have to understand too, is that when you look at Proverbs 31, you're also looking at at a woman, a wife who's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, All right. And so, and so people misunderstand who my wife really is. Yeah. All right. 31 management. Oh my God. No, but I'm, I'm dealing with the person and herself. I mean, this person is a, she's the chair of her department at a, at a university. All right. And so she's the one that, that does and runs up most of what we do. Now I may come in and say, well, no, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do that. But that, this person is the one who, who has a heartbeat after God and gets it done. And so when you, I, I think what happens is that people, again, within Christianity are so far from what the word really means that they don't understand what they're actually watching and seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so they'll have the question of what do you do? If you understood the word, you'd already know who she is and what, we, and what she does. Because you'd be doing it too. Yeah. Amen. Maybe you're telling on yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. To, to, to that point... There are people who talk to me all the time about what is Proverbs 31, and they're Christian. Yes. Like, yeah. they yes. don't know it's a they chapter in the Bible? Yes. They don't They're married. Yes. And that's we, where we're at. And we boggle, and we look at each other at. like, are you oh kidding my God. me? Yes. So I got to put a plug in for this. One of our other podcasts is called the CC Podcast Daily Dose Devotions. We're doing a Bible overview. We have over 800 episodes of uh, six-minute devotions. And if y'all are listening to this, and, and you would be one who would tell on yourself because you're biblically illiterate, um, which, which we all are in our natural condition. To a certain yeah. point, to yes. To a certain point, we are. And, and you're never fully literate. you got to get over to that podcast and start learning what Scripture says 
A, so that you don't ask what, what's Proverbs 31 and look stupid, or call Job Job. Uh, <laughs> and, and then B, just so you can get more intimate with the Word of God. Yes. yes. I've taken your time. You've given me your time. I'm really, really thankful for it. One last question. You alluded to, um, you know, getting called into the secular work again, maybe. Uh-huh. I mean, as the Lord leads. Yes. I mean, do you have any spoilers you can share with us? Or are, are there any, do you have any hunches? No, no. Any hunches? No, 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 no hunches. The manager says, no, shut up. No, no hunches, just knowledge, just knowing. It's a knowing, you know, you, you understand. From and, the Lord? From, yeah, from, yeah, from yeah. God. You, you understand and you watch now that we've been with him this long, been obedient to him this long, listen to him. This is where we're headed. Him. You can see what yep. he's doing. Yep. And, you, and you're already saying yes. Yep. You know what I'm saying? He's preparing you for the inevitable. I love it. And so, I, yeah, we, we're, we're just waiting for that time. But, you yeah. know, we know it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. I love it. Because God, what God wants is that when, when you get that platform, when you get that place and you're in front of all of those people who don't know him, that you are an example of him and you say his name. Yes. Amen. He's already said Jesus. You ain't just saying God. You're saying Jesus. You're saying Jesus. Oh, amen. <laughs> how, how many times? <laughs> how many times do we hear God this, God? Oh. I, I, I honestly, and I probably shouldn't be this judgmental, but when I hear that, I basically, too, it's like, you're going to have to show me something more than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And then even the guys that say Jesus, I mean, you got to at least... Give, give me some fruit. I yeah, yeah, give me some fruit. Yeah, give me some fruit. You know, I, I was watching something on, on, on and I know we, we, we're dealing with the time here, but I was watching something on, on, on television, and I'm dealing with the Bible. Jesus says that you shall know them by their fruit, right? So don't run after the signs and everything else. And I'm watching yeah. how the Christian world clamors after the secular in that you have guys that are on these prayer podcasts and that are that are that are, are selling you know these kind of dvds and whatever else that they're selling programs and everything else bibles bibles and blah blah, blah. and 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 they're known from the secular perspective so people are clamoring to them but i've never heard them say jesus i've never heard i've never seen any fruit and yet you have all these other people who have given up their, their lives for christ yeah. and they won't even get a a a, a, a nod from you yeah. That doesn't make any sense. No. And so we have to be careful of that. And as the church, and that's why we're calling the church back to the Lordship, because the church, we're part of the reason why people are being are going astray. Mm -hmm. Because all people have to do is gain a name in the secular realm, say that they've read a scripture, went to church once, say God, and we give them access to the souls of men. Shouldn't be that way. No. Yeah. Mm -mm. Hey, listen, this is the first, uh, this is another first. This is the first video of our 60, now eight podcast episodes oh, awesome. like this uh, that we have a video of. And so you'll be able to see a video if you'll just listen to audio the normal way. It's on our YouTube page, uh, YouTube CC Podcasts. And uh, Cameron and BJ, thank you. Thank man, you I love so you, much. Man. I appreciate you. And uh, we're yeah. going to be excited to follow your career and yes, uh, keep up the good work. Thanks for answering my call. Absolutely. Well, That's we'll, what we'll, I do. We'll say until next time. <laughs> Amen, brother. Yes. God bless you. God bless, man. The CC Podcast Conversations is part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry, started in 1936 and is one of America's longest-running radio ministries. We are 100% donor-funded, and donations to our ministry are tax-deductible. So if you are encouraged, challenged, or inspired by today's conversation, please consider making a donation on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or mail a check to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. 
In addition to our other podcasts, which I mentioned at the front of this episode, I want to mention two of our other ministry partners worth checking out. First, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, equipping believers with the truth of God's Word since 1922. Visit cedarfallsbibleconference.com for free access to previous conference content or for more information about upcoming events. Second is Power to Change Digital Strategies, an online ministry partnering volunteer Christian mentors with people around the world searching the internet for answers. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online conversation with a caring Christian adult, go to issuesiface.com. Or if you would like to be a volunteer Christian mentor, please visit p2cdigital.com. That's the letter P, the number two, and the letter C, digital.com. See our episode notes for details and links, and remember to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. God's richest blessings to you, and thanks again for listening.